With us today on Top of the Stretch, a gentleman who has experienced a three-week period in his lifetime like none other, Bud Hatfield, or as Buckeye residents came to know him as Trader Bud. Welcome to Top of the Stretch, Trader Bud Hatfield. How you doing, Bud? Hi, Roger. How are you? I'm fine. Now, which came first, harness racing or the automobile business? Well, I tell you, the automobile business was first, and then uh, my first, the second love came later, the harness racing. <laughs> but I started so the cars, car business. And, or, cars paid cars for the first. harness racing to get you started. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Now, at Delaware, Ohio, racing on Wednesday, the 23rd of September, Second race on the card, early in the card, second half of the double. Breeders' Championship, three-year-old Colton Gelding Trot. It's academic, goes to the post, uh, partially owned by Bud Hatfield, Hatfield Stables, Chris Page, the driver. A world record performance, 153-1. and Were you on top of the sky at that time? Well, I'll tell you what, it's pretty darn exciting. We, not, we did not expect that. We, we knew the horse was good, was going to race well, hopefully, but not the record. So we get out there, and we get the picture of the, the timer and everything, and we're just jumping up and down. What a, what a day. Yeah. But th- that thrill of victory only lasted for about five races because a <laughs> horse by name of Action Uncle broke your world's record real quick with a mile and 152 and four. Did that take you down out of the clouds? You know, for a second it did. But, you know, Dick McClellan's one of my best friends, and, and it couldn't happen to a nicer person. You know, we actually started laughing and saying, you know, well, it's the horse business. But, but it was very exciting anyway to have that 153 and 1. And for him to do that, we were really happy for him. Well, you know, he'll always be a world record performance, even though he might not have the current world's record. He was a world record for at least an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, we don't have to say how long, but that's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you always been the owner of Kissing in the Sand? Yes, uh, we 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 got her at the yearling sale at Harrisburg. Kind of can I tell you how wow. we got her. Yeah, I hear there's a story to that. There's a story to that, Roger. I'm with Jimmy Tactor. They were different part of their, their place. And, and Marvin Katz, we talked to him earlier in the day. He was really high on his horse. He wanted to, to get her, and he wanted to know if I wanted a piece of her, and I said yes. So actually, Jimmy and Marvin were bidding against each other, and I'm with Jimmy at the time. And we get over 100000 and Jimmy goes, well, you know, that's getting up there for this horse, but I think we're going to back off. So he stopped, and then uh, Marvin just kept on going and went to like 130000 and all of a sudden, I get I get my phone rings, and Marvin goes, "Are you in, Bud?" I said, "Yes." So, so I was going to get the horse, whether Jimmy got him or Marvin got him. You you were going to get her one way or the other. One way or the other, I was going to be in. So, now, so it was currently, a funny day. Currently, she's made uh, almost one point five million dollars in a racing career, but she's been kind of on a roll here as a five year old. She's by some beach somewhere out of Kiss Me Cape. And as a five-year-old, you started out July the 4th uh, at the Meadowlands 
And in four starts, she finished second, fourth, fourth, and eighth, and was kind of tailing off. What was wrong with Kissing in the Sand? Well, that's a good question, Roger. Uh, uh, Nancy's a great trainer, as you know, and uh, she did a lot of things to try to find out what it was. It, it wasn't lameness. Uh, it, it was uh, allergies or sinuses, and she just gets so stopped up, and we give her all this medication. It just kind of just made her dull. And uh, so she kind of went through that period for a while. And all of a sudden, when the weather starts to change, the horse the attitude picked up, and she just grabbed that bed and just, just now you can see what's happened in the last five starts. This last quarter there, last week was 25 and 3. Pretty darn exciting. Now, she qualified at Lexington on September the 8th, uh, went up to uh, Canada and raced two starts at Woodbine a winner in 49-2, and two, and then came back the next week and was a winner in 149. And then we go to Hollywood Dayton Raceway for the Dayton Distaff Derby, going for $175,000. She's won two straight, and she comes home a winner that night. Track record performance, or equal to track record, we should say, in 149, and she's won three in a row. And, man, you're, you're thinking, oh, we did the right thing, letting her off for a month. Well, it, it it didn't hurt her. Obviously, uh, Nancy did the right thing, but when, when, when she's not right, she she thought she we needed to take a break. But uh, I was in Hollywood uh, that night, and I was standing on the rail and uh, by the rail. And my God, when she turned for home, it was just scary how fast she came down the lane. Just this breathtaking. So she's an awesome horse. She came home that night in twenty-seven and one, and we had a steady drizzle the towards the end of the racing program. And uh, she, she looked just tremendous that night. Now we're going down to uh, the Red Mile on Sunday, October the 11th, and we've got an off-track again for Kissing in the Sand. She's racing in the uh, Aller Edge Philly and Mare Open, uh, going for $72,000 post-five. Uh, Dexter Dunn, uh, who got the victory of Dayton, is again in the Salky and uh, she had post four and got away fourth. Uh, is that kind of did that? How did you feel about that when she was fourth early on? Well, we we found something here that going to the lead with her is not always the, the right thing. But she just loves to get going at the end. She likes to, you know, get that exciting moment sitting in a hole and then coming out of there and just blowing them away. But it, I think she races better from behind than she does on the front. On that start at the Red Mile, she came home in 26-2. and two. She had taken the lead uh, by the time they reached the half. And uh, in the stretch, she just opened up with ease, really. Uh, went in by about four and a half lengths at the wire. And as we said, that final quarter was in 26-2. and two. Uh, No question. Next stop, uh, Hoosier Park for the elimination for the uh, Breeders' Crown Aged Mare Pace. Two horses took a buy. Uh, could you have taken a buy if you wanted it? Uh, yes, we were offered a buy. And Nancy's thoughts were, you know, if we if we race and we do win, we're going to have a chance to, to get a better post and not take a chance on getting an outside post for that final. And it turned out to be the right thing, so we got the three-hole for the final. Of course, she had the, the nine-hole in that elimination uh, were you confident even going uh, to the post with post nine? Well, I was a little concerned about winning the race because I didn't want, you know, you don't never want to, you know, 
stretch your horse out in the eliminations and when you got the final coming up. So I think Dexter just did a beautiful job, masterful job, the way he handled that uh, nine post. And and she came home in 25 and 3, and that's just breathtaking. So uh, we're just hope we're ready for next week. Now, you, you mentioned you got post three. Uh, you'll be at uh, Hoosier Park, I would guess, for that championship final. Uh, I certainly will be there. Well, looking forward to it, and we'll be uh, watching by video, so uh, best of luck to you. Uh, getting back to Lexington, while you were down at Lexington, uh, you spent a little money getting uh, – a horse by the name of Bonanza, I believe. Yes, uh, uh, that's that's one of our. That's just one of my favorites. I kept going back, going back, and just just love this horse. And of course, I got some really good partners: Marvin Katz, Al Leefield, and Rickston Medical and Hatfield Stables. All of us uh, are in there, and uh, it's a beautiful animal. Uh, Nancy's already sent videos where she's got it, got him on the track and just walking around that track like he knows what he's doing. Pretty exciting. Was, this, was the sale price what six hundred thousand? Yeah, six hundred thousand. Actually, Roger, and I think that horse would have brought a million dollars if it was the same as last year. You know, the same thing as this, the, the top mm-hmm. horses. Well, I think the top one brought seven hundred twenty-five thousand. I think, and then uh, mm-hmm. I think he might have been second at six hundred thousand. But uh, he's now a he, top horse, I think. Some, he's got some impressive bloodlines, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He's got some nice. Uh, brothers in the family <laughs> they are green shoe I, I, you want to see them in there of course maverick uh is in there he was the top horse last year and uh i think jim pants uh, uh green shoe and who else is it uh i think that's it okay but uh, uh maverick uh a lot of people are expecting big things uh, from Maverick and Tony Alanya as a three-year-old. Uh, so uh, we haven't seen the best of Maverick yet. I'm sure. I don't. I, I agree with you. I watched him train in, in, in Sunshine Meadows, and he was awesome, just awesome. And uh, of course, Marvin Castone's part of that horse also. And he, uh, you know, he's going to have a good future. He just was not. Uh, he's hadn't matured yet and developed just the way he should. But he, you could watch out. You'll, you'll hear from him next year. Well, you know, um, you're owner, and you've had big-time horses and won some big-time races. But as an amateur driver, you are the winningest amateur driver in the history of the Delaware County Fair with six wins in the Billings Amateur Trot. Can you compare driving and winning with owning horses and winning? Forget the money. Which is the biggest thrill? <laughs> forget the money. Okay, we got to forget the money. But uh, I, I got to tell you, uh, there's nothing like winning a race. Period. And uh, uh, you know, I, I was an amateur driver for over 20 years, and I'd, I'd never. The first win was exciting. The last one was just as exciting. So it's something, Roger, that always be with me. I love it. Uh, I can't. You can never get it out of your blood. And uh, so I tell you what, there's nothing like winning a horse race. Well, Bud, I thank you for giving us some time here this afternoon, and we want to wish you the best with Kissing in the Sand. You've got another one uh, in the trot, uh, Ready for Money or something like that? Yes, Ready for Money. And, you know, he's the top colt. Uh, he's got 
was going in like crazy there. We had had a little miscue in the, the uh, Canadian Classic, and then didn't do so good in, in, in Lexington. Of course, we made the, the cut in the final. We're fourth in that in eliminations. But I look for him to race well in the final. Okay. Well, best of luck to you at Hoosier Park. And, again, Bud, thanks for being our guest today on Top of the Stretch. Thank you, Roger. And that's it. Thank you, All sir. Right. Thank you, Roger. I appreciate it. I see appreciate you over at Hoosier. Okay. We'll All see right. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.